Did you, uh, what did you think of Lindsay's jingle for the Father Tim Minute? I need a minute with Father Tim in. Can I get a minute with Father Tim in? Let's have a minute with Father Tim and me. Ask Father Tim. It's so catchy. Like, I could sing it right now if I wanted. Yeah, it's very catchy. Father Tim's been doing these videos. Do the people know? I don't think the people know. I don't Give think the so. people what they want. I don't think they know. You want to explain it? No, please. It's your project. It's your little baby there. Yeah, so with COVID and quarantining and everything and everything going on in the school and um, the fact that there are more classes. Anyway, there's. I, I just wanted to connect more with the kids, so I, I started a video series for um, the school kids, religious ed kids. Basically, I just answer the main questions that kids have about the faith. So I started posting videos to facebook every wednesday anyway so there are there are two out now and one every wednesday so it's been fun yeah well done dude so check it out i'll put the link in the show notes or just go to facebook if you haven't uh subscribed to the parish mary seated wisdom parish or mary seated wisdom school just subscribe to them and then you can check out the videos don't know about you is that you are very skilled in creating con- like media like videos or doing the podcast editing and stuff and you explained to us the other day why that was because hmm. in high school or was it, it, it was, was high school it was high school yeah it was high school you took a class yeah well it was kind of like self-taught but i, I was in like the cinematography club we yeah. would do we would like make movies and stuff like that and do media and so that kind of filtered into college and then even into seminary and stuff yeah so it's but it's fun those videos in seminary were hilarious do you rem- oh my gosh you I remember do. those the um tie in a can what was it shirt in a can shirt in a can shower in a can <laughs> and uh salsa in a can uh t- what was it fiesta in a can <laughs> I can't believe you remember those, dude. dude. When Father Tim did, he went around the campus. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't imagine what people would think when they saw these videos. Can you post? No, you don't. I could put I could put the link up, yeah. Oh, my gosh. If they're still up, yeah. That's I don't know if people would really understand, like, our life. Yeah, like, they, we, might, they might not. They need to understand, like, the context in which we live in order yeah. to find it funny. Yeah, that's true. People would be like, what is with these I mean, weirdos? Our lives in seminary are so structured. Yeah. So to have such a to to have such like a release to, yeah. to watch just watch it and just make fun of <laughs> just the most like inane things is very, very funny. So what are we talking about, man? I'm looking forward. The moral theology of survivor. Yes! No way! <laughs> And you and I might kind of differ Bro. on this. I think we'll find some intersection, though. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Do you want to tell this the origin story of this? Well, I don't know how much, but so I've never been a fan of Survivor. Obviously, heard of it. There was all of these reality TV shows. Once upon a time, Survivor, Amazing Race. Uh, what's the one with Donald Trump? That oh, uh, uh, you're fired or something like that. Yeah, what, yeah. What is it called? Apprentice. Apprentice. The Apprentice. The yeah. Apprentice. So I would always watch The Apprentice, you know, yeah. just because I was sort of like business minded. 
Um, but Survivor is now in its like 30-something season. Yeah. And yeah. it came up on Netflix one day, and I was just like, I might as well watch this. I couldn't stop. I watched the first episode, <laughs> and there's got to be like a record. Boy, it it roped me in good. I don't know if it was the the production value or like, I need to know. I need to know how this turns out. So the one that I started with was season 28, which was... Brains, Beauty, Brawn. Yeah. So people know the show, right? We don't have to explain it. No, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Where I found myself conflicted was I was rooting for like a good guy. Somebody who played the game of Survivor in an honest way and not like in a deceptive way. Because evidently there are these two camps, right? You can lie your way to the final group and then hope that people at the end understand why you lied to them uh, and just like sort of played the game in in the way that obviously they think that it's meant to be played. Yeah. Like lying is okay. Yeah. Versus maybe somebody who was not on the forefront of changing the the way that the game is played. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call it um what do they call it? It starts with a B. If they wait, Betra- say, when you betray somebody you blindside them. Blindside them. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you know the terminology now. This is great. Well, it is a thing in Survivor, right? They use this term a lot. You blindside them. You make an alliance with somebody saying that you're not going to vote for them. And instead you join camps with them. And then you blindside them. So, I know. I was rooting for a guy who didn't play that way. Who was loyal to the end. Was it Wu? It was Wu. Okay. Probably because he was Asian too. You know, you got to (laughs) support. I was going to say, come on, man. (laughs) Come on. There's just not that many Asians on TV, so you kind of got to support him. So I was rooting for him, and I don't know, is it okay to give away how it ends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guy who he was, like, up against, he was opposite. Like, they actually had an alliance together, and the the bad guy, the one who blindsided a ton of people, his name was Tony, and he was a police officer from New Jersey. So he had a really great personality, um, very sort of likable guy. But he played the game in a way that was disingenuous. It was, he broke a lot of people's trust. And at the end, um, he won. He won the game because everybody respected his game. That's what they said. They were like, yeah. he was at the forefront of the blind sides. He got so-and-so to trust him. And then when it didn't work out for him, he was able to maneuver his way to the other side and then get them to trust him. And so it's just sort of vacillating back and forth. But not only that, what was great about Tony was he built a spy shack and he would like yeah. spy on people um, all the time. Yeah. And then Agreed. he would also like get up in the middle of the night and go look for idols. Right. So, so in those regards, I think sort of masterful. Yeah, yeah for sure. Very I much. respect that. He deserves to win, in my opinion. Right. And that's where we would differ. Yeah. So then I was just thinking like, boy, that's just does not sit with me right. Mm. I don't feel like I am a better person by rooting for Tony, mm. a.k.a. the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to vote for Wu because he was like this. Um, he was part of the Braun tribe. Yeah. He mm. was a surf instructor and he was a martial arts instructor. And so sort of the persona 
and I think it was a genuine persona. I think he's genuine in this way. Yeah. But he lives by these like five tenets of martial arts. You know, one of them being like integrity, leadership, honesty, um, respect. You know, yeah, and that's yeah. how he played the game of Survivor, yeah, yeah. and that's what he was counting on people to vote for him. Mm-hmm. But it didn't go his way, and no. I was like, "Dang it! The nice guy he always loses. He always <laughs> loses. This is just going to teach people not to be nice." You know. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking, and um, then I watched this other episode. There's only two two seasons on oh, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Thank the good Lord, or else I'd still be down there watching. Don't worry, Hulu has more. But I, I just wanted to make the point, and I don't know how if anybody is interested in this, but like one of the foundational elements of moral theology is that the end doesn't justify the means. Absolutely. And what Tony did in um, the first season I saw, season 28, was that he swore on his deceased father and on his children and his wife, I think he has a daughter, on his daughter and his wife, that he wouldn't um, go back yeah. on an alliance. That so he was had. lying, and he was, he was swearing lying. on all these He was making these, these promises, yeah. and he was swearing on his badge yeah. to this other cop. Who, yeah. That's how he got her to trust him. Yeah, because he's like, well, who would, who would go to the extent of, of deceiving me if they swear on their badge? I mean, the badge is a sort of sacred thing to yeah. cops, right? Yeah, and yet he won. And so, I think the the sort of moral dilemma that I found in myself is like, well, he's he's not a terrible person. But he's just playing the game. And I, I I found that, like, I was thinking back, like, well, we learned in moral theology, the end doesn't justify the means. Yeah, so absolutely. So you shouldn't be able to do whatever you want in order to reward yourself at the end or, or get some desired outcome. That's not how theology works. That's not yeah. how morality works. Yeah. Instead, um, you judge an action by the person's intention as well as whether or not the action itself is morally, morally evil. Morally. And lying is morally evil. Absolutely. But where where it becomes sort of gray is because everybody who enters the island or whatever, everyone who signs up to be a contestant knows they're in a game. Yes. And so everybody knows they're playing the game. And so in some ways... Uh, you know, game theory, like, you can sort of deceive the other person. The question is, to what extent? And one of the final contestants was sobbing in the final jury. Yeah. Because she had lost two brothers. Mm-hmm. And she would never swear on, you know, her relationship with them. Yeah. They themselves. Yeah. So I really very much felt... Uh, a sort of camaraderie with her and yeah, yeah. because I'm so new to this survivor thing um, what what weighed more on my heart was like the end doesn't justify the means rather than sort of game theory yeah agreed that's I don't good know. That's, that's good little analysis yeah and that's like for coming from me and watching more seasons than you have uh, you're very much comfortable with it being a game right yeah yeah so yeah. it, it, it I just see it through the lens of this is a game. This mm-hmm. is an absolute game. This is not reality. And they'll do whatever it takes to, you know, win the game. And yeah. Win the money. Um, however, like, there are there are wounds that come from it. There are There is hurt that is brought back into the real world. Like, if someone gets blindsided, they you might not 
forgive the person who blindsided them. It ruins a friendship, For whatever sure. it might be. Um, however, yeah, it's just a game. And that's the thing. Like, I absolutely, yeah, moral theology, the, one of the fundamental things is, yeah, the ends don't justify the means. Lying is intrinsically evil. Lying is an intrinsically a sin. Yeah, because yeah. of the Ten Commandments. To the Ten Commandments. <laughs> but like so many, I mean, even even so, like some people would say, oh, well, you know, white lies are fine. That's protecting someone. But like when you tell something that is not true, when you say an untruth, like God is truth. And so that even like white lies are evil. Yeah. But I, I thought uh, just another interesting question that might come of this is like, is watching Survivor a sin? <laughs> or if it's not Survivor, I mean Saturday Night Live or maybe some other shows that are a little more, yeah. maybe not, maybe a little more inappropriate than others. Yeah. I mean, we were naming shows that our parents wouldn't let us watch last night. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Yeah, I, I would say, uh, like, God is always in the, the good and the true and the beautiful. And when it comes to shows that, are you know a little rough around the edges or show immorality and stuff like that does that lead you to see it as evil or does that encourage you to do what is going on so the example that i always think of is in les mis if people have seen les miserables the one with anne hathaway the one with anne hathaway i always think of that scene with anne hathaway when she's in that like trough right after just a really just kind of horrible thing happens to her like she is in just the depths of of despair and sin and use and abuse you watch that and you realize the depravity of of sin and use but that leads you to to i mean that the is truth the truth yeah. of of that of that evil yeah so like in that movie that is a beautiful movie and that is a true movie even though they show something that's very, that, you know, kids shouldn't watch or, you know, that shouldn't be lauded, lauded, glorified. But that's the difference, right? Like, exactly. So, so that's you, art. Yeah, that is art. Because it, it shines a light on, on something, but leads you through it. And that's why I would say even SNL, like there are some hilarious things that you see on SNL, but is that actually leading you to truth or is that leading you, yeah. um, to want to be like those comedians or whatever it might be. Yeah, I think sometimes SNL, I, the deeper you grow in your faith, the raunchy kind of stuff that you watch that you used to think is funny just doesn't shine as brightly or it's just not as funny anymore. Yeah. So is watching SNL or something else a, a particular... So well, maybe not, but it certainly does have a tendency of like desensitizing you to the yeah. sin. I think a great question to ask is like, Anyone who has Netflix, anyone who has Amazon Prime or Hulu or all these streaming services, if you were to go to the settings and look at your watch history, like, and you go through it, like, can you ask the question or can you answer the question truthfully? Is this the watch history of a Christian? Yeah, uh, that's like, that's a hard question to answer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just <clears throat> because then what is it going to be? What is your watch history going to look like? You know, just uh, Bells of St. Mary or... Uh, but that's the thing, like Les Mis or, I mean, uh, Lord of the Rings. You know, these, there are so many really awesome great, yeah, movies to watch. You know, that you can find goodness in. Like even Harry Potter. We did an episode on Harry Potter. And I still need to do another one, but like Harry Potter is... It's a Christian... I think it's very Christian. 
But yeah, people might disagree. I know. But anyway, good, good stuff. So we are going to have to have a follow-up episode um, with the Paolellis. Matt and Teresa Paolelli, who are parishioners here, awesome people, and they are obsessed, especially Teresa. Like, she listens to podcasts, and she, like, has, like, knowledge of, like, survivor theory. Oh, really? Like, she is, yeah, she is intense about it, so we could totally kind of talk about this with her. I think that would be awesome. So, they watch every season, like, Teresa sometimes, like, knows who is gonna win. Before the show? Oh, yeah, she knows what's going on, so. A lot of people like that. Yeah, we'll have to get her we know a couple of priests who like will be watching a movie and within the first 15 minutes they know, <laughs> they know who did it. Happen. Yeah. It's incredible because they watch so many movies. Yeah, yeah. Mary Seat Quarantined is a Mary Seat of Wisdom dynamic original podcast.